Hello and welcome to episode 38 uh, of my podcast, uh, Small Holding Warts and All, which I talk about mm, lots of small holding things and lots of other things as well. So, uh, because that's life really, it's not always, it's not one thing, it's your life is integrated with many, many things and so uh, lots of things crop up on this podcast. Um it's Thursday and uh, it is mm, 20 to 1. And uh, my full intention this morning was to go out the back and give my uh, newly forming pantry a miscoat of paint. But um, I didn't do that. <laughs> and I feel quite bad, really, but because uh, I should have gone and done that. But... Um, Instead, I've spent the morning crafting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a lovely sunny day outside and I should have been doing one thing, but I decided I'd do something different. And that is the beauty of uh, my life, uh, the way I work it. Basically, I can choose how my day goes with the exception of a few things that obviously uh, have to be done. Um I can decide what I want to do, which is quite nice, really. Sometimes um, there's a lot that's uh, urgent or imminent and needs doing. So, but uh, once they're out of the way, I can basically decide whatever I, whatever I want to do is my day, really. So I decided to do crafting because the cards are going really well. Um, they're selling... Uh, not quite as well as hotcakes, but uh, they are selling. So uh, I'm busy doing that. And I'm also finding that I um, am uh, doing other things, you know, discovering new bits of crafting and things like that. And one of the main reasons is because um, when up until last, well, it was, uh, I think it was last January, February, we finished the room. So it used to be an office. Um, we didn't need that any longer, so I turned it into my craft room come office. It's a tiny little bit of office bit at the end, mostly my craft room. And uh, I haven't been able to do that for many, many years. Um, and so it's, it's an absolute pleasure now to be able to go in, to have the time and uh, to go in there and um, dig out things and think, oh, I've forgotten I'd got that. And, you know, cause I do like to do crafting, but never really had anywhere to do it. Now I have a lovely little room, so I get it all out and it's all over the place and I try all sorts of different things. So I'm really enjoying myself doing that. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, and it's sort of, it pays. So um, people seem to like it. So that's, uh, that's a bonus, really. Uh, it's, t- it's sort of turned into one of those days that you wasn't quite expecting. Um, yeah, I was busy doing that. And then the girls, uh, Shelley came with Fl- Florence and Samantha popped in with the twins. They'd all been to soft play and uh, they called in here um, after they finished. And uh, Samantha said, how long has the horse been lame? And I said, oh, I didn't realise it was. Um so Jack is very lame on his front leg. Uh, yesterday I did notice, I had to go and have a look for him because normally the horses, where there's one, you can see the other one. They're, they're not, you know, one's like the other one's shadow. They don't go very far from each other. And um, 
when I went out to the egg shed, I think it was yesterday, I did notice that Biscuit was in the front paddock by herself and Jack wasn't there. So I did actually go round down through the garden to have a look down the other paddocks to see where he was. And he was stood down in the other long paddock by the front wall, um, which was unusual, uh, to be fair, which is why I'd noticed it. And uh, obviously he's not he's uh, not walking too well. So Samantha's checked him over. Um, there's no obvious injury. So she just checked his feet, picked his feet out. There's nothing stuck in his feet. There's no cuts. There's no heat in his leg. Um, so, you know, you then sort of think, well, what do we do now? Because it doesn't, there isn't anything that's obvious at all. And as it's uh, kind of sudden, i.e. it hasn't been coming on for a long time, it, um, it suggests that he's... Uh, pulled it, kicked it himself accidentally or something like that. So uh, we're just going to... And if we put him... We could box him in the stable, but Jack likes to kick the door with his front leg, obviously, so that's not going to really help a lot. So at the minute, we're going to leave him out there um, because probably walking it off is going to be better for him. I am going to go out and I'm going to cut him some willow. Um, because obviously willow is, uh, they make aspirin from willow and so it's a good painkiller and it's a nice natural painkiller for horses. So I will give him some willow and we'll see uh, in a couple of hours if that has made any difference. And basically we're going to have to monitor him um, to see uh, to see what happens, to see if it gets better. If it doesn't get better, it means the vet will have to come out and x-ray it and have a look over it and see um what they think it is but at the minute I think it's like a minor pull or something or a, or he's kicked it or he's knocked it uh, so I'm just going to monitor it and I'll give him some willow and uh, when I go out and feed the chickens so yeah we like to try sort of like a natural natural remedies first before we um have to go any further calling the vet and things like that but uh yeah, he's definitely uh, not bearing weight on one of his legs at the front very much. He's still managing to get around, so it's not that bad. And he's not he's not uh, sort of like stationary. So um, he is managing to use it. He's just hobbling a little bit. So, yeah, that's uh, thrown up <laughs> something different today. But uh, that's, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. But there you go. It's uh, a monitor situation and we'll see how he goes with that. It's Friday lunchtime, um, half past 12. I have uh, made bread this morning and I've got Josh and Florence coming to tea later and they're going to stay over tonight just because they want to stay at Nana's, so that's fine. So I'll probably make her some sort of sponge pudding for dessert later. Um, the weather today well it wasn't too bad this morning the wind is a little bit cold it's coming from the northeast but literally we had a weather warning for strong winds and literally in the last 10 minutes the weather has taken a complete nosedive and uh the strong gusts of wind are coming in with uh it's brought rain hail with it so it's a horrible horrible day out there it's blowing a hooli uh raining with it and uh, I'm just looking at it now. My sister says she thinks it's going to snow. And um, I think she might be right at some point. 
might snow over the weekend. We shall see. But uh, oh, all adds to the absolute fun. Luckily, we will be preparing to get all the uh, birds in at the weekend. So uh, if, if the weather is uh, going to turn cold and snowy, at least they will be in the warm. And uh, we'd have to very far, nip very far to go and put them, you know, feed them and water them and that. So uh that's the bonus side of it as well i suppose but yeah not a very nice day so i have um, a lot of the morning been holed up in my craft corner crafting away it's half past three and i've just come in from uh doing the afternoon feed rounds and collecting the eggs just doing a bit early because obviously josh and florence are coming for tea um yeah i was putting it off though because it's the wind is absolutely biting out there it's a cold really cold <laughs> I didn't really want to go out there I often think that I was thinking before before I went out there that uh, I think humans should be a little bit more like bears and just hibernate just stay in the warm inside just or anything that hibernates just gather all your food around you stay inside and don't go out all winter I certainly couldn't live anywhere that's colder than uh, than where we live and it's not that cold not really uh, I couldn't live anywhere with extreme temperatures of cold. <laughs> it is so... I hate it. That's one thing. I just hate the cold. Um, to be fair, I, I, it's probably... It wasn't quite as bad as in my head I thought it was going to be, but uh, my cheeks are very flushed and cold now, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's not very nice. So that is probably... That would be a bonus when the chickens are in. I wouldn't have to spend quite so long out there in the cold. At least it's not raining. Um, the other bonus will be is uh, I get I like the Pied Piper when I go out there so I pick up the buckets from the back here and go over to the feed shed and uh, I've got about 40 chickens following me up the road you know up the pathway it's like uh, and then they then I go in the feed room and they will come round there's a gap on the side of the feed room they will jump in there even though they know full well I'm not going to feed them in there they still all jump in there and then the cat sees me and he jumps over the thing and he's sat there meowing waiting for some milk it's like uh just they just all follow you everywhere but uh yeah once they get shut in that won't happen so uh but uh i, I don't think i'll miss that i don't know why it just uh annoys me i think i'm not going to feed you here so don't follow me <laughs> but there are only chickens dawn so don't get too manic about it Um, all the way through the night, we just got away most of the night. The wind was horrendous. Um, the train. I wish I'd gone out. Uh, got a sound clip of it. It just roared. Um, I think I woke up at two o'clock. I'd been awake before that. I got up at two o'clock. Went and had a time. Thought, is it time to get up yet? Because I can't go to sleep. And then. Uh, uh, I sort of got up and I went into the sitting room to sleep because it's a little bit quieter in there than it was in the bedroom. Um, and then I woke up again at five o'clock. Uh, so I got up then, made a cup of tea and uh, just stayed awake. But yeah, and then about seven o'clock this morning it started snowing. So um, oh, just a horrible, horrible day. So at the minute I've just come out here to fill up the 
water bucket for the horses and I've brought them some hay out but I think if it stays this cold um, I might get the stable ready on my way back and just get them in put them in the stable later because it's absolutely bitter I've got my um, luckily a few years ago my dad uh, gave me this coat and it's like being wrapped in a duvet it was um, one that he was uh, that he's got from uh, yeah, he actually came from Aspen in Colorado it's a proper proper winter coat not like we have over here we're not really good for it but yeah it's bitter bitter cold wind uh, the snow has actually stopped snowing at the minute but it's actually laying on the ground it's coming down quite thick and heavy and uh if the temperature drops later and it snows again yeah it's not going to be a very nice uh, day at all and at some point this weekend we've got to uh sort the stables out to get the Oh, it is raw. Absolutely raw. <laughs> I'm doing the tap off and I'm gonna put the bird back on and go back in and have all the horses are hay and don't know water, but uh, they might be coming in later, so we're gonna go and do the stable now. Right, so I've laid the stable beds down and uh, put hay in there and I've got water, so I'm gonna check the uh, weather forecast and see what um, that says for later but uh, definitely if it stays like that there you go I'll come in um there is nothing nothing nice about being a small holder in this weather apart from the fact that you can go back in to a nice warm house eventually and have a cup of tea which is what I'm going to do now it's just uh don't get out of this duvet it is just horrendously cold out there yeah, and as I say, there is, uh, that, that's one of the warts of small holding. You've got to go out and do it. But uh, I had to come back in halfway through and get some different gloves because where they got slightly damp, my fingers were absolutely hurting from the, from the cold. So then I had to come in and get an, a set, another pair of dry gloves. I mean, one of the things I would say is uh, get some really decent, decent clothing. For, you know, we don't get it very often. Go the wind gusts again, but when we do, it's bitter, it's absolutely bitter, and uh, oh, so, so windy. And um, I've got this you know, so I've gone out there with this nice duvet coat on. He can't move very well, I look like the Michelin man, but that's fine. And um, I've also got isotherm boots which uh, keep your feet nice and warm, and um, and have plenty, plenty of pairs of gloves so that you can change them often if you have to. That is one thing I will say. <laughs> it's now Monday morning and uh, we have a layer of snow on the ground this morning, so still cold. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... Saturday night, um, Saturday evening, about four o'clock after, uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon, actually, the farm uh, next door but one ha was having a Christmas craft fair, uh, first their first one, and um, so really that was where my cards were going to go and be sold. So I really wanted to go up and support that. And uh, Shelley and Martin and the kids came over. And uh, we walked up the road, which is not very far to walk up the road, but uh, <laughs> in the the wind was horrendously strong. It was really strong. It was bitingly cold. 
and uh, felt like we were walking to the North Pole. It was so cold, but I was glad to see that <clears throat> a lot of the village came and uh, they had a good turnout. So that was, uh, it was nice and it was really successful. And there's a, lot, a nice lot of uh, little artisan stalls there as, as well as other things. So that sort of took us into Saturday. Um, we got back, we had hot chocolate and mulled wine while we were there and a mince pie. So it was really nice getting into the old festive spirit which generally speaking I refuse to do until December but uh you know I think wow do, why, why do you refuse to do that I don't know really it's just what the thing in my head but um so I sort of thought I'll enter into it early this year uh Sunday morning we got up did all the animals um and then I said to John right I want to go out and out and about a little bit today and just pick up a few things for Christmas Christmas presents and stuff so um, we went, oh, I was looking for some little ornaments, really, for my for the Christmas table. Uh, so we went to the garden centre. I had a look there, there wasn't really much there. Picked up a couple of things. And then I said to John, well, they've got a Christmas craft fair on over um, at Whitney. We'll pop over there, which that was quite nice. There's quite a lot of, um, again, artisan stalls. And I've tried to, uh, to go to the Christmas, the local Christmas fairs. And because um, I wanted really to get the girls, I mean, I, the girls are you know, obviously older and moved out and married and whatever, you know, and got kids of their own. But I like, I still like to do them a little stocking, a little, quite a lot of little stocking stuffer presents because, uh, you know, especially when they've got kids of their own, they don't really treat themselves very much. So, but what I'm trying to do this year is make sure they're all um, locally made or lo- locally sourced because uh, <clears throat> I think that is, you know this is the year to start doing that. Obviously, I can't do that with the kids so much because um, you know kids aren't going to appreciate <laughs> anything like that. So, uh, but I try try and do it for the for the adults. Um, yes, so we did. We went there. And we, then we popped along to another garden centre because uh, uh, I wanted to again and have a look at the decorations and stuff like that. Um, and we bumped into Charlotte and Macca, so we stopped and had coffee and cake with them, which was really nice. And then we came home, <clears throat> and up to that point, the day had been going, you know, nicely, nicely enough. It was cold, but it was, you know, we were out and about. Oh, we popped up to get some um, uh, wood shaving bales, uh, ready to do the stables later. Came home, uh, got indoors, unloaded all our stuff, took our coats off, uh, thought we'd just have a cup of tea. And bang, the electric went. I thought you couldn't time that any better. Literally, was in the door five minutes and the electric went off. So then spent the next half an hour or more trying to get through to the power company, uh, who I appreciate are uh, really busy after Storm Arwen. But uh, basically, that just sent you around and around in circles. I phoned the helpline, that t- sent you to the, uh, to the website went on the website that told you to ring the helpline <laughs> so eventually I managed to report the outage um and normally the power company is really good and they they text you and they give you a complete update as to when everything's going to be back on didn't hear anything uh so we sort of waited I did a few bits indoors and then I said to John well it's the, by this time it's sort of like half past two quarter three I said we better go outside now and get these stables ready, otherwise uh, it's going to be dark. So we went outside, got all the stables done, 
So basically, we've put in um, fresh sawdust layer on the ground. John had to put in some perches because obviously they're not now no longer going to be coming out free ranging. Um, we put in dust baths with sand and diatomaceous earth in them. We put in feed bowls. Um, we've put in uh, grit. We put in nice little um, egg laying places made up with hay bales for them. And we have uh, also we moved the ducks up to the point of lay pen because um, they obviously need to go inside as well. And that one is, although it's outside, it's all meshed over finely so that wild birds can't get in there. And there's a big enough space for the ducks because my problem is ducks obviously need a lot more space and, you know, and it's out, it's open to the elements. But I also then got a couple of hay bales and put them in a, a kind of a backed up against the wall like a triangle shape with a gap through so that and some hay and straw in the bottom so that they got somewhere to get out of the wind and somewhere to lay their eggs uh the geese have gone up to the back paddock where they will remain up there although they will be coming out because there's you know they graze on grass although there isn't any this morning but they graze on grass everything else is uh will be shut in their run. Um, the runs in the orchards are big enough for the birds to be kept in. So, well, the turkeys, it's a little bit of a worry because they obviously need to, they're quite big. I mean, they've got a big run, but they really, oh, they're not going to get much exercise in there. So uh, it's a bit a bit of a shame, really. But there you go. That, that's, that's what it is like at the minute. Uh, the quail are all right. The only thing I've got to go out and do is put a little, like um, a wire run in front of the mother and her little chick so they can't get out and then I will have to cover that with um mesh or something so that the wild birds can't get in and then you know that's done but that took us uh quite a while and then after we'd done all that uh we had to then go and get the birds from the front um crate them up and bring them to the back by this time it's getting dark so uh I come indoors and um got a torch because there's no light, we can't, there's no lights on in the stables, no lights on in the house. It's sort of getting on for about half past four now. There's still no 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 electric, no update, no nothing. So so uh, we created up all the uh, the birds from the front. That was like two runs we did with them, and got them safely in the stable. Uh, I also added um, extras to their feed as well. So they I've got diatomaceous earth in, mixed in with their feed, which is uh, supposed to be a good wormer, and um, Rather than buying the worm in stuff, I'll use that and see how good that is. And also I added seaweed, uh, dried seaweed and some sunflower seeds as well. So, yeah, th- then it was, um, yeah, getting dark. But the, we went in, we took the first load into the stable from the front. The first two crates loaded up into the stable, unloaded those came back outside and I said, oh, the house lights have come back on. So that was good. <laughs> They'd come back on and uh, we've got power again. But um, I'm always a bit sort of wary because uh, that can happen here. We can get power and then it can go off again. So, But anyway, so we went and got the second lot of birds, put those away, um, put those in the stable safely, uh, made sure everything was all locked up tight and came indoors and finally had a cup of tea that we'd been <laughs> going to have at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. So, uh, and the, the power stayed on then, so it was all right, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, it was, uh, and then uh, I didn't even realise till about half past eight, I think, um, and Samantha messaged me 
and she said about um the did the horses have plenty of hay because the snow on the ground and i didn't even realize it when we were outside it had started snowing but there was it wasn't a lot and i looked out the window and i couldn't believe there was a layer of snow on the ground but um the horses had did have hay because they'd had some uh that she'd put out previously they hadn't finished eating off but i will have to put some more out this morning so yeah um so that was yesterday's fun and games which uh yeah, it was cold and snowy and dark, basically. This morning, um, John's gone off to work quite early because he's got to meet someone at a job. At, but obviously, um, he doesn't have to go out and let all the animals out today. So uh, I will do that. I'll go around and... Well, actually, I don't even, we topped up all the feed last night. So I'll probably, I don't even have to go out there till sort of mid-morning just to check on them. Make sure they've got water and everything, which I'll do. Well, probably the taps are frozen. So that we'll have to wait until it sort of thaws out a bit anyway. And uh, then I'll go out to the um, orchard and do all the animals, uh, the birds that are out there, feed the horses, etc, uh, etc. Et but yes, it's, uh, it's cold, dark and snowy <laughs> this morning. Um, but hopefully it'll all melt away and be gone. I don't mind it like this. I'd like a nice, it looks nice, but it's it's not great uh, for animals or birds, although they're in, so that's lucky for them, most of them. Um, but it looks pretty. It looks really pretty. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's today. And I've got plenty of um, jobs on my to-do list today. I've got, I want to make some uh, caramelised red onion chutney, I've got some other chutney that I need to whiz. I, I made it, but Shelley tells me there's some... Because I used the end of the sort of the runner bean season. And she said there's a couple of hard bits in it. So I want to uh, whiz that up, cook it down and rejar that. So it's a bit more eatable than it is at the minute, apparently. <laughs> Which I had no idea, but there you go. Um, yeah, so I want to make some red onion chutney. I've got some craft jobs I want to do. I've got... I still haven't painted the pantry uh, because it's quite cold out there and I didn't want really, but I really, I need to give myself a kick up the backside and get out there and do that because I've got stuff stacking up indoors that, um, that really, you know, wants to go. Yeah. It's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> the minute I get that sort of done and we get on with that, I can clear a lot of stuff and we can uh, move forward. But at the minute it's, uh, stuff just getting moved in front of stuff and things like that so i need to get that done but um yes i've got plenty to do so i'll hopefully update you about all that later on today oosh it's uh nearly half past nine and i've just come in and i have no idea what i was thinking about when i said oh i have to go out till mid-morning because of course i do because i have to go out and break all the water let the geese out let the little light sussex out um into their run <laughs> And feed the hay to the horses. Uh, I was on another planet wishing, <laughs> dreaming that I wouldn't have to go out. So I donned all my gear, my isotherm boots, which, by the way, uh, I don't promote um, brands generally, but um, I have Agel uh, isotherm um, boots. I also have their Parkours 2, which is uh, general purpose boots. And But the isotherm ones, they go down to about minus 10 and uh they keep your feet absolutely lovely and warm when you're outside it's, i don't feel the cold in my feet whereas if you wore normal regular wellies you definitely feel the cold in your toes by the time you're finished in this weather so i had those on and my uh big duvet coat 
and some leather gloves because if you wear just normal sort of woolly gloves in this uh or obviously if they're proper wool that's fine but just a general uh woolly gloves that you get uh, the minute you get the a bit of snow on them of course that melts it gets wet and then your fingers get cold so uh leather gloves for this they're, they're not easy to work in have to say um but uh they are by far the best uh, over my 12 years experience I can tell you that leather gloves to go out in weather like this to do things uh, are the best because uh, they get wet obviously but the wet does not come through to your fingers so uh, they don't get too cold but they are more they're not uh, very you know pliable so they're very bit difficult to work when you're working fiddly so I have to take them off to do things of course it's very cold and every single um, metal bolt out there is frozen solid so I have to bang all those and get the get those moving before I can get through any of the gates which is a pain but um yeah so I let the geese out to the back smash their water so they're all right check the ducks they haven't got they've got some water in there but I'm gonna have to wait until it thaws out and go and um, fill their bowl up later because all the taps are frozen uh, so I can't do that but they have got plenty of feed and I did get four eggs this morning which was uh three more than we've been getting so I don't know where they've been going my suspicion is rats but John tells me no, but I th- I think he's wrong and I'm right, obviously. Um, then I went on to what did I do then? Oh, then I grabbed a big bucket of feed to go round to the orchard, uh, feed the turkeys which are shut in and break their water. Feed the quail. Um, their water's frozen and I can't really get water to them at the minute. But um, there is snow, so I put snow in there which will melt, so they will be fine. Uh, and same with the light Sussex, um, they're, they're, everything's frozen. In fact, it's so funny. And then I had to um, get go and get a run to put on the outside of the hut of the lights, little light Sussex and her chick um, because obviously they're not allowed to come out and free range and they have to be covered and so that wild birds can't get in to get their feed and that. But I've got um, a, a, like a little metal animal run, which... Uh, I thought, well, that's great, that'll do. I can open the door on that, butt it up to the open door of the hut, peg it down, uh, cover it over with um, with plastic or mesh or something, and uh, that will be fine. Actually, but the, the bars are quite narrow and the birds can't get through that anyway, so it's not too bad. But I just put some... had a sheet of plastic uh, roll that luckily just exactly fitted the roof, so I put that over the top just to keep try and keep the area underneath a little bit dry. Um, so yeah, so I pegged all that down, let them out, and they shot out. I saw the snow, shot back in again, and the light Sussex in the other pen haven't even come out of their hut. They just don't want to go out. So, just goes to show that the animals don't like snow. Neither do I. Um, it looks beautiful. I know loads of people are like, oh, snow day, brilliant, let's go out and play in the snow. No, that is not my idea of fun when you have to go out and work in it. It's not fun at all. Um, having said that, one year, well, I think it's about 10 years ago now, we had particularly heavy snow here, and it was the right kind of snow, if you know what I mean. And we actually built, my my um, son-in-law uh, didn't go to work, and he came over, couldn't go to work, and he walked over here, and we built a life-size igloo which was absolutely fantastic to to achieve that it was uh, so we packed all the snow into um like mushroom small mushroom boxes and we made 
the like compacted snow squares and we built a a life-size um, igloo which was the most fun to do but that, that is the most fun I've ever had in the snow and one time uh, many years ago when we went sledging down a hill which was good fun but I don't think I'd do that anymore either because got too old for that sort of thing <laughs> I'd probably break something um one year when I when I broke my collarbone one year after I fell off the horse that was winter and uh when I had my arm in a, a sling uh, we had heavy snow on the ground I couldn't I didn't even dare walk out the door because uh I just didn't want to fall over and do anything else so yeah I'm not snow yeah pretty lovely to look at yeah once it goes I'll be much happier um because it's cold and hard work for a small holder in snow and many small holders this weekend have had the most horrendous weekend because a lot of um, small holders further up north have been affected by uh, really high winds whales and at 90 miles an hour um, winds which obviously do quite a bit of structural damage I've seen small holders with their poultry sheds flattened and you know roofs coming off here there and everywhere of various buildings so um, yeah so and now snow on top of it to compact to add to their problems but um, yeah so I've been out and did it did everything I can out there at the minute take took the horses some hay and broke the water buckets I could break and um, to be fair, animals quite eat, happy eating snow. You watch them, they'll eat the snow. That's fine. They, they like that. But, uh, yeah, I will have to go. And I think, I'm not sure. I'm trying to decide whether it's going to actually start to defrost or not. There's no signs of it at the minute. I've walked into very many trees, you know. Funny enough, all the, a lot of the trees are still in leaf, you know. Um, the hazel trees are all still in leaf at the minute. And uh, the snow is sitting on top of them, frozen everything solid. And when you walk under them, all the snow brushes all, goes all down your neck and everything, which is uh, delightful. Um, so, yeah, did that. Came back in, got some stuff out of the freezer for dinner on my way through. Cut the job to open the freezer because out the back there, it was frozen shut. I was prize that open. And uh, I think today is one of those days I've earned a second breakfast. So I'm going to have coffee and toast. I think normally I just have a banana for breakfast. I think I'm going to have something like coffee and toast as a little bit of a treat and um, then organise myself for the rest of the day. So I've got a couple of things done today. Um, one of the first things I did before anything else, after I came in, was uh, I got John to, when he went to pick up some bits from the shop, I got him to get um, a couple of big blocks of uh, mature cheddar cheese and uh quite a few packs of butter which i want to freeze because uh whenever i come to make something i've always run out of butter so and i've got mince pies that are coming up soon so i want to make sure i've got loads of butter on hand so i'd have to uh stop everything because i haven't got it the other the mature cheese thing is because um john only eats mild cheese and so that's not a lot good for giving any flavor in your cooking when you want to do any cooking and uh, also, by the time I think, oh, I'll make something like, I don't know, macaroni cheese or something, I go in the fridge and he's eating all the cheese anyway. So I uh, got him to get some big blocks, which I've cut up into smaller pieces and put in the freezer. And um, I vacuum packed them first, although I ran out of vacuum pack roll. But I was really happy to find online um, some vacuum roll that is... Uh, 
recyclable so that's really made my day actually because one thing I was concerned about with using the vacuum packer is the um, obviously got to use plastic with it but if it's recyclable plastic that's uh, that's good um, because vacuum packs sort of really lengthen the life of everything you don't get um, freezer frost or anything like that so I was quite chuffed about that once I'd done that, I then donned on some clothes and uh, went out and got the paint out and painted the inside of the pantry. Well, <laughs> John's going to say, that's not finished. <laughs> and I'm going to say, that's how I want it to look, John. He's not going to understand the way I've painted it at all. So basically, I literally... Um, dipped the brush in the paint and run it over lightly some areas got darker bits and then also um, I'm going to water the I'm going to wait for that coat to dry and I'm going to water it down and just put a very light wash across that and then I'm going to rub it back a bit in places so that you can see the wood underneath again <laughs> and um, so it's going to look like vintage uh, but he's not going to understand that at all he's going to say you've not finished <laughs> And I'm going to say, yes, it is finished. That's the finished look I want. Um, says he is a very... Um, again, I've also just dismantled... Um, we had a top of a pallet uh, box, it was, a solid thing. And it had some lovely um, pieces of wood that are strips of lengths of wood that are going to be ideal for shelves. Uh, they're old and battered they've got screw marks in them they've got marks on them where they've had a hinge on them that's rusted away um to john that would be wood for the scrap pile uh to me that is uh, a beautiful piece of wood so this is the complete difference again between us as always a difference um it's like my kitchen table i've got a lovely uh, farmhouse pine kitchen table um which we actually we bought for a snip years ago when when people were all changing over from you know old pine tables to uh shiny new mdf stuff and you know laminated stuff uh we bought this uh, second hand from somebody in the town further along and it was uh it had eight eight uh, pine seats with it um uh, two carvers and it's a lovely pine chair and their dog had chewed one of the legs uh so it's got chew marks in from a dog but it's um I love it because I can just put stuff down on it I don't have to worry about the heat or anything like that and it's uh, it's covered in uh pencil mark pen marks um felt tip marks where the kids have been drawing on paper and gone off the paper or just decided to write on the table it's got um burn marks on it from when you know scorch marks when I've put stuff down it's got you know just um marks galore on it to be fair and uh John said the other day well we really need to sand this table off and I'm like no no we don't no it looks it's fine it's it's fine like that I have I've uh, got something called so um oil soap which I clean it with so the top is clean, it's just, it still has all the marks, it bears all the marks of family life, which uh, I think is amazing, you know, I just love that, And uh, but John, no, he doesn't really understand that at all, he likes it all pristine and new and clean, and but um, I like rustic and old and knackered, <laughs> so he's not going to understand uh, what the heck I'm doing in that pantry with my sister because my sister's helping me to sort of put it bring it all together because really she's got a design guru when it comes like that things like that but um it's going to look amazing and when it's done he's going to say 
oh my, that looks amazing. But um, at the time, he will think, what the hell are you doing that for? But there you go, that's it. Uh, when we went to the garden centre the other day, um, it's one of those nice expensive garden centres that sells rusty old stuff. Um, and I said to John, look at it, it's like, this is, we've got this stuff knocking around, you know, and they're selling it for an absolute fortune, an absolute fortune, um, in the state that it's in. And I said to John, this is, you know, we've got this stuff. I saw a, there was a wreath made from um, dried hydrangea heads. 50 quid. 50 quid! Well, I've got dried hydrangea heads hanging up in the kitchen. All I need to do is find a wreath and make that and knock that out for 50 quid. I don't think anybody's going to buy that 50 quid off me. But from a recognised local you know, posh garden centre, they're going to pay 50 quid, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. I said to John, oh, I must go and just show you this, the corner of dead stuff, right? Because it's all, it's all dried flowers, which I know is a big thing at the minute. But uh, they charge an absolute fortune for dead flowers, dried flowers. They're not dead flowers. They're dried flowers, dried, you know, things that normally when you pull up, you know, cut down at the end of the year in your garden, you chuck it on the compost heap. But um, it, yeah, I'm missing a trick there. So when I've got my pantry up and running, I'd definitely be drying a lot more stuff and putting it out for sale because... Uh, you know, somebody somewhere will want to buy it and for a fraction of the cost that they're selling it up the road, hopefully as well. Okay, so it's half past three and uh, this afternoon I have been, um, since this morning, I've been uh, sat doing some bit of crafting. I must have done something else, but I can't remember what else actually, but uh, something, probably. Um, and then after I finished doing that, I... I came in and I started making the red onion chutney. So um, I've got all that prepared. That's all on the in the pan now for a slow cook for a couple of hours. I've also got uh, the dinner prepped and ready. John's having chicken casserole. And we've got a apple and blueberry crumble. And I'm going to have um, honey and like a honey and garlic and... Um, uh, what else was went in there? Lemon juice, vinegar, not vinegar, uh, Worcester sauce because I don't have any soy sauce. Um, so I'm going to fry off a little bit of chicken, uh, chopped chicken, and I'm going to have it sort of a honeyed chicken. With, and I'm going to have it with a baked potato and some salad. Um, but it's uh, 25 past three, and I've got all that prepped and ready to go. And the kitchen's a bit upside down. But now I've got to don my big coat again and my boots because now I've got to go out again and do the animals because obviously it gets uh, dark about, f well, probably about half past four, maybe even earlier than that, actually. So um, this is what it will be like now until the days start to stretch out again. It's a, it's a short day. Um, yeah, it's half past three and I've got to get all my stuff, my gear on, go outside. I'm hoping, the snow is still on the ground, but I'm hoping it's thawed a little bit enough to just uh, thaw out the taps so that I can get water. Otherwise, I'm going to be um, having to come in the back here and bucket water out to everything, which will make it even harder. So once I've done that, uh, that I will come, I'll probably dive back in just for a little minute, check on the chutney and anything else that I need to do, and um, maybe have a quick cup of tea. And then I'll be back out to uh, put, well, it's just the geese that will go to bed, but everything will sort of shut everything down, really, um, turn on the stable lights for the chickens. Uh, for a couple of hours longer uh, so yeah it's uh it's the, the time of year when you get a very short day and uh, the time creeps up on you really quickly <laughs> you think oh my god I gotta go out and do all that again so I'm gonna go out feed the chickens collect the eggs uh do all the water 
and then uh, I'll be back in again to check the chutney, have a quick cup of tea and back out again uh, to put to shut everything down for the night and probably feed the horses some more hay. It is absolutely freezing out there still, so uh, I've got my big duvet coat on and my big wellies again. So, yep, that's, uh, yeah, it's a short day when it's like this and it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, a bit annoying, but uh, that's the way the uh, year goes so yeah very nice long evening long days in the summer and very short days in the winter i didn't manage to get in for a cup of tea in between um doing them and uh it getting dark because it took a little bit longer than i had anticipated because one of the geese had got out of the float one every day flies out of the paddock um and just wanders around making a racket by itself. <clears throat> Keeps trying to get down to the stable again, where they were housed before. Um, uh, she gave me the right runaround, to be fair. <laughs> Spent ages trying to herd her back, A, back into the field, and then trying to get them to go in um, was uh, sort of some sort of comedy sketch, really. But there you go. Uh, and then... By that time, it was sort of getting dark, so, you know, I was shutting everything away. Well, shutting the two things away that got to be shut away. And then I came in, and uh, I thought, oh, great, I'll have five minutes' peace now. And uh, John arrived home, which is always really annoying when he arrives home just after I've finished, the minute I've finished. It's so, so annoying, because I think, God, he could have come home ten minutes earlier, give me a hand, or ten minutes later, let me have just ten minutes thinking time before everything kicks off again. But there you go. That's uh, that was the end of the day, and then obviously the the evenings draw in, and um, and that's that then really, and just get evening stuff done, get the dinner done, and then uh, usually I spend maybe the evenings either sometimes crafting, but not often, or, or um, reading, or, you know, doing some reading on various subjects or looking things up and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the evenings really. Wednesday morning, um, 1st of December. Whee! December's here already. Uh, yesterday, I didn't get to uh, voice anything. Um, so yesterday was a lot milder. Uh, when I went outside, it was um, everything had thawed, thankfully. Uh, the taps were all freed up, so that was easier. Um, yeah, I didn't, eat, I didn't even, I didn't have to wear my big coat or anything. It was that mild again not you know I just I, basically I had uh, a long sleeve t-shirt and then a, like a, a fleecy jacket and then my gilet on top of that so kind of two and a half layers really not 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 cold at all uh, no gloves uh, just my thin wellies it was it's totally different <laughs> to to the other days when it was uh bitterly bitterly cold um that's our weather up and down um from one day to the next it's just uh we don't get anything where you can just guarantee it's going to go down to freezing and stay like that for weeks um you know it just one day it can be absolutely bitterly cold and frozen everywhere next day it's really mild you know it could be sunny it could be raining <laughs> anything so we uh prepare for all eventualities here uh so yeah yesterday i went out and did that in the morning uh did all the 
the, the rounds in the morning. And then I came in and uh, I made a cake. Um, oh, there was a cake recipe I wanted to try. It was a pumpkin cake. It was, it was cake made out of pumpkins um, and uh, cream cheese frosting on the top. Um, it's an American recipe and I, was, I saw it on Pinterest and I thought, well, I've got these little pumpkins that have been sat on the side. So I thought I'll have a go and make this cake out of those. Uh, made the cake, went off all right, but baked all right. Uh, cooled it down, put the cream frosting on top, tried it. Um, well, what happened was I just about finished cooking it in the oven. Samantha turned up with the twins. And uh, then a bit later on, Shelley came with Florence after they finished at... Uh, she'd finished at nursery, so that was lunchtime. So after the kids had had their lunch and everything, I cut a piece of cake for them because it had cooled down sufficiently and um, gave them a bit of cake. No, they took one tiny little bite out of it. No, don't like that. However, Samantha said, oh, it's not too bad, actually. Um, so I tried some and I thought, mm, yeah, the verdict's out for me. It's, uh, it doesn't, you know, it hasn't particularly got a strong flavour of anything like that. It was more the texture. It's more like, um, it was more like, uh, uh, like a bread pudding texture. So quite heavy. Um, and probably if I hadn't put the frosted cream on the top you could have probably heated it up and had it with a bit of custard or cream or something like that it would have made a nice pudding but I'm not sure so uh, I also because it was an American recipe um it's got I think I would doctor it personally myself next time I have a lot less less sugar in it uh just um it's not that it's overly sweet but uh I don't quite know what went wrong with it really but well not wrong but uh it's just not my not my thing, but I thought I wanted to give it a go because uh, I had these pumpkins there. and uh, But it's made quite a nice, like, pudding texture cake, I suppose, but not cake like we're used to here. So <laughs> not light, open and airy sponges. Um, I don't know why I thought it would, but uh, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I made that. And then the, the girls were here until about half past two when they then left to go on the the school run to pick up the, you know, the old ones from school. And... Uh, <clears throat> and then I thought, right, I'll have a sit down for five minutes. And because uh, by that time, it'd be nearly time to go out and do the animals again. So on the afternoon um, ra ra rounds, uh, obviously, I went and uh, topped up, gave everything, well, topped everything's water up and gave everything that needed it a little bit of corn, gave some to the geese. The goose was outside the pen again, so to get her in. Gain, she gave me the runaround um, <coughs> nightmare. Uh, but when I put her back in, when I eventually got them in and I walked back, I've spotted something white in the corner of the field covered by a few leaves. And I went over and the goose has laid an egg. That is astounding, <laughs> to be fair, because geese lay seasonally from mid-February through to round about the end of May. Uh, they don't randomly lay in November as a general rule. Um, so I don't know what's going on with it. And potentially that's why she keeps trying to get out because she's trying to go somewhere and lay eggs to build a nest. So that's why I think she keeps on getting out. But uh, yeah, so we've got a random goose egg. Uh, we'll see if she lays another one today. I don't know, it's very um, strange behaviour that is. But uh happens sometimes I think about four years ago we had one egg produced
in the middle of winter, but uh, at least it, uh, it shows that they are well enough and healthy enough to be able to lay in the middle of winter, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, generally speaking, that'll probably be it, probably be one, and uh, she won't lay again until February. So, yeah, did all that, got all that done, um, came in. God, I didn't get the dinners sorted because by that time, well, Charlotte came round, she had um, something delivered here, she came to pick that up, she'd made a cup of tea by the time I got in. And, uh, yeah, in the evening I had a massive headache, so... Um, John cooked the dinner. I say cooked the dinner loosely in terms of we had poached eggs on toast, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, he did the dinner. And then uh, I didn't do a lot apart from just lay on the sofa. And I was really tired. And I don't know why. I just I had a big headache. And uh, and uh, that was it. And that was the rest of the day, really. And then I just laid on the sofa for the evening and uh, probably fell asleep a couple of times and then went to bed eventually. <laughs> so that was that day over. Um, yes, also yesterday I um, went on the government website and ordered some um, lateral flow tests uh, to be collected from the chemist, local chemist, which um, John then picked up on his way home. And the reason being is obviously we now got this new variant, uh, Omicron um, variant, and uh, we don't really know where that's going to go. So... Um, uh, I picked up, well, I got some lateral flow tests. You can just uh, order them and pick them up for free, uh, which is great. So, and one of the reasons that we picked those up is because on Saturday, um, we've hired a hall and we've got a family party. Um, we did try and do, we couldn't do it last year, but um, we try and do a, a Christmas get together because there's quite a lot of us, I think, you know, something like, well, well over 30 of us, direct family. Um, <clears throat> so we hire a, a hall and just have a get-together. And we've had uh, everything from the lavish, um, full-on, full-roast sit-down dinner, three-course meal, uh, which we did one year, but that was really hard work, um, to a buffet. And this year we've, got, we've toned it right down. And basically we've got a buffet and a disco for the kids um, and things like that. So... Uh, yeah, so that'd be fun. But what we decided was, in in light of uh, the this new variant, we would all take lateral flow test uh, in the morning before we go to the party, just to try and keep everyone safe. Um, up and my views on this, my um, up until this variant, I thought, well, okay, this thing's gonna go on probably for another year or so, but it'll fizzle out. Now we have a new variant uh, again, and uh, my feeling is this is going to go on for years. Uh, I think we're, we're stuck with this <laughs> this thing. It's going to go on for years. Um, I don't think, and it'll just become normal. We just have to uh, adapt around new variants and things and just hope that they don't end up being so virulent that, that, that nothing can be done about them. Um, John had his booster the other day. I've had my uh, three primary vaccines and I get I will have another booster booster after that. Um, and, and I think because we've, you know, we're vaccinating, we're testing massively. Everybody I know has lateral flow tests at home and they test all the time. The schools um, want the children tested all the time if there's a problem with it, you know, a problem springs up within the school. Many of the work places are testing all the time uh so we're pretty hot on testing here um which obviously shows up quite a lot of 
uh, things. But uh, yeah, so I, I think that's just how life is going to be. And um, I don't think we will go into another lockdown because I can't see the point. I can't see the point of all being vaccinated, all, you know, wearing masks and doing everything we can, uh, all testing and lockdown. Uh, I can't, unless there becomes a virulent strain, obviously, and who knows what's going to happen then, I don't know. But uh, at the minute, I can't see the point of locking everything down. There is no point. Uh, we're doing everything you can. And you've still got to, you know, um, live. You've still got to function daily. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm vaccinated. John's vaccinated. And most people I know, uh, to be fair, are vaccinated. Anybody I that isn't, hasn't said, I'm, I'm an anti-vaxxer, so I don't know any anti-vaxxers. I'm sure there's plenty out there. Um, and that's their choice. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and, you know, I make my choice and they make theirs. And that's that's the way it should be. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see how, where this strain is going to to go. I mean, at the minute, it's early days and they don't really know. John keeps saying, wait three weeks and then they will have a bit better of an idea of what, what's going to happen. But for now, we are back to mask wearing in the shops, which, to be honest, apart from one time when I went to Oxford, I always wear my mask anyway. I haven't stopped wearing it. Um, <clears throat> not that I go out very often, but when I do, I've not stopped wearing it. A lot of the shops still ask you uh, to voluntarily wear it anyway. So quite a lot of people still wear masks all the time. Um, yeah, that's just how life is gonna be now I think for the definitely for the well as far as I can see for the next couple of years I can't see it being any different for the next couple of years and maybe further into that so you know if you're listening to this voice podcast in 50 or 60 years time if you accidentally find it somewhere in a file then uh yeah we're still wearing masks and still washing our hands and still maintaining quite a bit of distance and still testing and still uh vaccinating etc etc and i I don't think that's going to change uh for a good while for a good few years yeah so that's where we are in life in at the minute stuck with this virus I thought I'd take you out and about with me this morning um, while I go and on the feed rounds. I'm just in the feed shed at the minute. The cat is uh, pestering for food and uh, the other cats are lurking by as well. I'm just getting filling up the feed bucket. But uh, one of the things I wanted to show you is the cacophony noise that I am greeted with uh, when I go and visit uh, well, when I go out to feed in the morning um, the cats obviously I just missed recording them but he's just constantly making a racket and I'm going up towards the ducks which will be uh, as you can hear they start making a racket they've actually got plenty of uh, feed in there bowl so I'm not going to uh, put any more in there but I will go back in a minute and um, uh, change their water over and pick up their eggs that they've laid and I'm just going out now to the to the geese in the back paddock 
and uh, let them out. It's quite, um, it's damp this morning. It, I just, when I went out to do the eggs, I looked over, I thought, oh, it's very grey. I thought it was going to rain, but that seems to have moved on. It's all kind of like a darky blue, grey sky, but uh, that sort of moved on a little bit now, and I'm just uh, going out to the geese so you can hear a chattering away, because they can hear me coming. And lock their shed. Let them out. I'll give you a little bit of feed, although we've got plenty of uh, plenty of grass that can graze on. I'll just check in here to see if there's any egg eggs laid anywhere. In this Don't see any? Like I said, it was probably going to be a one-off event with her laying an egg, but uh, you never know. Might have got started early. It's quite early. Water bowl, they've got a big water bucket, it's uh, two thirds full, so I won't do that until later. Again, until later, but yeah. And I'll go. Oops, can't. Hang on a minute, I just gotta put you down because I can't shut the gate. Everything in my hand. There we go. Get the bucket out of the bucket, and then I'll go back towards the ducks and into the duck pen. Um, I think the ducks are a bit bemused, they really can't understand why they're shut in a completely different pen but uh and once i get in here i'll probably have to turn this off because you'll never be able to hear a single thing i say can i go in <laughs> morning duckies that's uh, the ducks greeting me this morning a couple of random observations when i'm out and about this morning uh, the first one is that, well, I noticed this yesterday, we've got a pigeon stuck in <laughs> one of the stables with the birds. Now, presumably, it went to roost in there when the stable was open. But because it was sort of getting dark, we, we didn't notice it was in there. Um, and then we moved all the chickens in there and shut it in. So uh, it's stuck in there for a minute. Um, Luckily, obviously, it's got feed and water in with the chickens, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to try and get that out at some point, and I have no idea how I'm going to do that. Secondly, I've noticed that I've only got three quail, uh, and I should have four. I can't see a body anywhere, and I can't see how it's got out. So I don't know how that's happened. The only thing I can imagine that has happened is that when John was feeding them uh, and watering them, it's got out while he uh, was doing that because it uh, certainly hasn't when I've been doing it, I would have noticed. Um, yeah, so I've only got three quail. Uh, I did think that was a bit weird because uh, they keep hiding in the back because obviously it's a bit cold and I thought, well, I'll just double check that they're all in there because they didn't even come out this morning when I uh, went to put some check their water and their feed. So I thought, well, I'll just double check in the back when they opened the back they all went into the front um and i could only count three and so i thought well i'll have to have a look through the straw see if i can find a dead body but uh there's no sign of the fourth one so i don't know when that went and how it went but it's definitely gone it's a uh, quarter to three and i've just come inside i've been massively busy today um 
First of all, I went out and did all the animals, as you heard. And then when I came back in on the way, before I even came indoors, I stopped and I thought, right, I'll paint the rest of the pantry. So that's done. And then left that to dry and went out the front, dug up the dahlia tubers. Um, the smaller dahlias that I had, I'm not too worried about. Um, I'll leave them in, the tiny ones, and see if they uh, survive over winter. But my big starburst ones and the cafiolet... Um, I've dug those up because I don't want to lose those. And at the minute they're drying in the greenhouse. And then in a couple of days time, once all the soil's dry, I'll dust them all off, sweep them all off and uh, put them to store. And hopefully one of the roots is huge. Um, I'll get a lot more plants out of them come spring. But for winter, they will um, just go and store nicely. I also found two lots of um, lupin uh, heads with seeds on so I um, bought those in to dry as well I've got them in the kitchen at the minute I've got a lovely white one and a beautiful baby pink one so um, I try not to get the seeds muddled up for those as I won't know which is which uh, with the um, dahlias uh, most of them are pink starburst one but I've got the cafe au lait and I had to put a little tag on that one because obviously come spring I will have no idea which, what, which one it is so as long as I put a tag on it I should know which one that is uh, after that um, I went out the back because uh, now the paint was sort of more or less dry and uh, cleaned off the apple rack um, that's going in there. So I've got a big apple, it's like a tall cupboard with mesh sides and then slide out drawers. Uh, and that's where you store the apples over winter, apples and pears. And I also put an extra, in a couple of the trays, I put some mesh so that I can um, keep nuts in there as well, dry nuts mm. off in there. Uh, put that in there and then I've got an, also another cupboard that's um I don't, we just got it second hand one year and it's been so many places when we first moved in it was a cupboard that we used indoors and then it it was a cupboard that gets used outside and mostly I've kept the keep the egg boxes and that in it and that's going to go in there as well although at the minute I have moved all the junk that was in there into that room with it but I will get all that sorted out it's not a lot in there just sort of egg cartons and egg trays and then um old uh, crockery that I've got and a, and a box of um, a box of cups interestingly enough actually uh, we had a big like like a Tupperware plastic tub and uh, when we first moved here I was looking at it and it's got written on the top about eggs so um, about just leaving the money in the box of eggs so literally when we first moved here the eggs that we put out we put out in a small square tub that was the amount of eggs that we did um, but also now that tub is kept, I keep um, cups and that we've got, uh, there's a whole set of cups that actually were here when we came, um, a set of cups and in there, they used to be in the tack room um, for visitors and that, and the girls and it's a, a set of cups and then I think there actually is still some sugar and some coffee and some tea bags in there so I'll have to sort through those and check that out as well but that cupboard is in there um, as well now so I've got those in there. And then the next job was to go on to, because I've got a, a huge, heavy, old, well-used, well-worn workbench that uh, we had, we inherited our last house. It, uh, when we, in our other house that we moved in, there was a workshop there and uh, the chap had got this massive workbench. Um, so we bought that with us when we came here because it uh, has a, very useful heavy duty vice on it um plus it's a good place to keep everything 
um and on the back it's got little a little I don't even know how you like a little wooden cubby hole thing that's in sections and it's full of screws and nails and all kinds of things and half of them were in there when we moved into the old place and they've never seen they've never come back out so I think there's about eight cubby holes full of uh, like panel pins and lost head screw uh, lost head nails and all kinds of things bolts and nuts and bolts and everything so I've been cleaning all of that out because that's going to go in my pantry it's gonna we're gonna power wash it um, and it's going to look amazing, hopefully. That's the plan. But uh, obviously, we've got all these screws and nails and everything. Now, a lot of them are rusty and no good, so a lot of them I've thrown. But some of them, um, you know, quite a few of it is is good stuff. So I've spent hours sorting through all of that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so trying to get all through. And there's still loads to sort through. But I've ordered, what I've ordered is one of those... Um, like organize like a, a workshop organizer you put on the wall for screws and nails and I'm going to put that on the wall and sort out all the screws and they're going to go in there because half the time we're like oh we need this or you know especially mostly here like u nails for fencing uh we've got a few u nails and off John will go to Tim's and get some u nails and then what I've just found is an absolute horde of u nails at the back of this unit um plus other things boxes of screws and tubs of nails and like he's always popping off to go and get some more but we have got stacks here so um if I get them all sorted we'll at least be able to use them all and they, they won't uh, just go rusty like the rest of it so yeah so I've been sorting all of that out my hands and feet my fingers and my toes got cold and I thought right I'll just um no that was about two o'clock and I thought if I come in now I can have a cup of tea and warm up before I have to go think about going back out and uh doing the animals so I came in and um, there was a car sat there. I thought it was an egg customer. And we've had one or two egg customers today. And I thought, all oh, the eggs must be going quite well. So I took out the other eggs outside. Um, when I went in the egg shed, I think only one or two boxes have gone. I don't know where our egg customers have gone, but they are not coming to get eggs at the minute. Uh, and the chap got out of the car and he said, oh, hello, Samantha. And I'm like, no, don't. And I looked at his attire and I thought, and I knew that the... Um, we were that Jack and Biscuit were having the equine dentist come this week, but uh, I knew it wasn't today, or I thought it wasn't today. And uh, anyway, so I said, you know, he said, yeah, he was the equine dentist. And I said, oh, hang on a minute, I just have to go and ring Samantha. So I popped in, rang her. And she's got the wrong date written down, and yes, he's turned up today. She's she's got it down for tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I don't know really what I'm going to do because. Um, anyway, she spoke to him and he agreed. He did, he was quite happy. He said, I'll just come back tomorrow when you thought I was, you know, when you had it down for, because he's, he wasn't too worried. Um, the reason I said to Sam, well, I can do it, but you'll have to tell me what to do. And the reason I was a bit wary is because we don't know how Jack's going to react. And now before he's had the dentist and he's had to be sedated, um, because they can't get it done. And so it's that's not something I would be terribly confident overseeing. So uh, luckily he, he said, oh, no, it's not a problem. I'll just pop back tomorrow. That's fine. <laughs> when Samantha will be here. So I'm quite happy about that, actually, because, uh, yeah, I didn't fancy being in the stable with a horse who does not want his teeth looked at and rasped and everything else. So I haven't been done for a couple of years. So um, probably does. They get them. It's quite horrendous when you watch it they get a great big 
heavy metal file uh, they also get this clamp they put over the horse's head and it and it they crank it so that the they crank the mouth open and then they've got this great big long bar metal file and they file the teeth down it's like it looks horrendous but i'm assured that that is the way to do it but uh, of course in the wild i suppose they would you know, eat lots of things that would keep their teeth in, in good condition, or sometimes maybe not, obviously, probably get wild horses that do end up with um, teeth problems, so, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, so we sorted that out anyway, and then I came in and finally managed to sit down before, uh, well, I'm just going to have a cup of tea now, before I have to go out and do all that again, and I've got to whiz around the house, because I've not been indoors, obviously, because I've been outside doing all sorts of things, and so I just need to whiz around and tidy up everything that I've had out so yeah it's been a busy day today so far oh just coming from doing the animals and uh it's uh well dark darkish now dark dusk I suppose you call it um <laughs> I'm beginning to appreciate how easy I had it when John was doing the animals uh morning and night now because I now find I'm running around like a blue arse fly at this time of day. Um, it's ten past four, and I've shut them away now. Or fed them and collected the eggs. And uh, I thought I just thought, oh, I've got plenty of time to do that. So went outside, put my wellies on to go out and do it, and I realised it was raining, and I've left the washing out on the washing line because I thought oh, it was a good drying day today. So. Uh, Quickly get that in, um, and I've had to finish it off in the tumble dryer because it got a bit wet again. Uh, and uh, then get the other stuff out and, t- and fold that up, and then and then go out and do it. By which time it started raining, but I couldn't be bothered to knit back in and get my coat on, so <laughs> so I got a bit wet. I did come in and get some gloves on, mind you, because uh, the wind is a little bit cold as well. But now, now it's raining, and um, it's only ten past four, and. Uh, but now, as I say, now it's uh, time to get the dinner and everything sorted and tidy up the house. You know, tidy up things from the from the daytime. But um, yeah, it's just uh, never ending now at this time of the year. It just it all just seems to come really quickly, and for the next you know for for an hour or two, it's really busy, and then hopefully it'll settle down and uh, be a gentle evening. But. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this week and uh, I'll release this tomorrow morning. And um, once again, thank you for listening and uh, catch you next time.